Welcome to the Level Up English podcast, the best place to come to practice the English language, learn about the British accent and culture. With me, your host, Michael Lavers. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Level Up English podcast. I have made a huge mistake, huge mistake, and I'm going to be talking all about it in today's episode. So this episode is titled Mistakes or something like that, and I'm going to be discussing, well, perhaps explaining some recent mistakes that I have made. I had some really kind of embarrassing, stupid moments, and I thought it could be kind of funny and interesting to share on the podcast and maybe turn it into a learning experience as well. Because I was doing some research for this episode and I was, you know, googling how to learn from mistakes. And one of the tips was to share your mistakes with other people and kind of share what happened, basically. So I'm going to be talking about that today and hopefully it will be a good learning experience for everyone and maybe there's something that you can take from this as well. And as always, while I'm talking, I will do my best to include some useful new vocabulary, and I'll try to explain it as I go as well. So I think it's going to be a, an interesting episode today, and hopefully you can laugh at me at how stupid I am while I talk as well. Over on Level Up English, I have not made mistakes, I hope, uh, we've done a few things recently. I have made a Telegram group, so many of you may be familiar with the kind of social chatting app Telegram. It's a little bit like WhatsApp, except it's a bit more private, which is why I decided to use it. So I recently shut down our Discord chat and I decided to move over to Telegram. So that's one exciting thing I've got uh, going on at Level Up English. I think that's going well. It's really nice to connect with the members over there. So unfortunately, it is just for members. Otherwise, we might have too many people. But if you do want to become a member, you can access that private Telegram group, as well as the transcripts for these podcast episodes, as well as group classes that you can join every week to practice your conversation skills. What else do we have? We have over a hundred episodes of the private podcast. We have the IELTS exam course. We have more grammar courses, writing courses. If you can think about it, we probably have it. There's a lot going on and it's all very uh, reasonable and included in the same membership. So if you want to find out more, you can go to levelupenglish.school and click the members button at the very top of the page. So there's a lot going on over there. I'm spending all of my time on that at the moment. And when I'm not working on that, I am making this podcast. So it's always nice to do something a bit different today. So, okay, let's get back to the main topic, mistakes. I, well, I'm recording this in January, at the end of January now. And it's been obviously about a month since New Year's since uh, New Year 2024. I tend to kind of like to go away at Christmas time, take some time off, relax and plan for the year ahead. So this Christmas was no exception. That means it was no different. I went home to the UK from Thailand. 
It was a long flight, but I spent a couple weeks out in the UK. The biggest culture shock for me was the weather. It was cloudy, cold, drizzly, which means really light rain. But every day was uh, quite rainy and cold and it's just kind of gloomy weather. Gloomy is like depressing and dark, not very happy weather. But in some sense, it's quite nice, you know, when you kind of go for a walk and you feel the the fresh, cold winter air, there's something nice about it. So, you know, every day I went out for a walk despite the gloomy weather and I enjoyed it. You know, maybe it's it's tough to live in that weather for six months, but for a couple of weeks, it's quite it's quite nice. And um, I think the thing I hated most, though, the thing that I really hated going back to was the short winter days. And this is something that anyone in the Northern Hemisphere, like high up in the world will know, and maybe low down as well, is the days get so short. You know, in the UK, in, in the middle of winter, by like, you know, half past three, quarter to four p.m. in the afternoon, it's already getting dark. And it's really depressing. That's what I hate most. I love walking in the countryside, but you really have to leave quite early in the day. Because what I would tend to do is I would have lunch at home, finish lunch, maybe it's one o'clock, and I think, okay, where can I go? Oh, maybe I'll go walking in this area. Oh, but that takes one hour to get there. So if I get there, it might be two o'clock. And then I've just got, you know, 90 minutes to walk before it gets dark. It's really not much time. Whereas here in Thailand, it's more consistent, it's more regular, where the sun sets most days around six, 6.30 maybe. And it's like similar for the whole year. So there are pros and cons, but yeah, winter in Europe can be tough, I would say. I guess the 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 other side of the coin, the flip side, would be in the summer, we get very long days where the sun rises five in the morning or earlier, perhaps, and it's bright until what, 10 p.m. sometimes? It's really late, uh, really sunny until late. So it's really good for barbecues and spending an evening on the beach. So there are pros and cons, but I can see why many people will choose to you know, stay in the UK for the summer and then escape to a nicer place for the winter. Anyway, I'm getting sidetracked. So let me explain the first mistake. I've got two mistakes to explain today. The first mistake was when I was returning uh, to Thailand from the UK, from London. I decided to spend the day in London. I wanted to walk around the city. So I just spent the whole day walking in London. Very exhausting, uh, but quite enjoyable still. And my flight was the 5th of January. And it was scheduled to depart, to leave at 10 p.m., so it's going to be an overnight flight. And I decided to arrive at 4pm. So it's very early, but my the logic behind this decision was to avoid rush hour. So rush hour is that time of day where the streets are crowded and the trains and public transport are very busy because everyone's coming home from work. So to avoid rush hour, I decided to leave at four o'clock because rush hour is five o'clock. So I had a long wait in the airport. I had many hours 
So I went to get some food. I went to sit down. I was kind of relaxing. You know, I, I don't mind getting to the airport too early. I went through the airport process. So I, you know, I went through security. No problems there. That was very fast. I was a little bit confused where, where to get my boarding pass uh, for my plane, but I figured it out. I was able to use the self-check-in machine so I didn't have to talk to a human, which was nice. Uh, I, do, I never travel with a suitcase, so I could skip the queues and just go straight into security. That's a big bonus of traveling light. Traveling light is not taking too many things with you when you travel. So then I went to the gate. Actually, I'll tell you how I found out about the flight. So I thought, you know, to be more convenient and, and to make it easier, rather than looking at the screen in the airport that kind of displays all the flights, I thought I would use the app on my phone. So I think I'm not I'm I'm not going to recommend it just yet. You'll wait till the end of my story, but it seems like a good idea, right? To use the app um, to save time. So if you go to Heathrow Airport in London, there's an app, Heathrow app, and it will tell you all the flights that are departing and arriving, and you can select your flight so you get live updates on where to go, maybe if there's a delay or something like that. So I just searched for Bangkok. You know, I just searched for Bangkok, and there was only one flight that came up in the search results, and it was the same time as my flight. It was about 10 o'clock in the evening. So I thought, okay, great. This must be my flight, right? I'm going to go here. So I went to that gate, B46, if I remember correctly. I walked to the gate. You know, Heathrow is a massive airport, so it took like 15 or 20 minutes to walk to the gate. And I was still very early. So I set up my laptop and I was watching some TV shows on my laptop for several hours and just kind of relaxing there, chilling, you know, taking it easy. I've traveled a lot before, so it was no, you know, no worries. I, I knew what I was doing. I waited at the gate until 10 p.m. when the boarding began. I believe there was a small delay on the on the plane, but not too long. So I was boarding, I queued up, and this is where things get interesting. I gave the lady my boarding pass, or the first lady. She looked at it and kind of looked a bit confused, but then, okay, come on through. So I continued down the queue to another lady with a machine where she would scan the boarding pass on the machine. She scanned the barcode. So she scanned my boarding pass and then a really loud beep went and it said, do not board, like big letters. And that was quite scary. Like, oh, why am I being denied access? Like everyone, you know, it's a big loud sound. So everyone's looking at me. It's embarrassing. And she looked at the card, my boarding pass for a second and said, you cannot board this flight. This is the wrong flight. And at that moment, I kind of panicked a little bit. Like, I was beginning to panic. I kind of was a bit, you know, in in denial, I suppose. I wasn't really believing her at first. But I was a bit shocked by that. And then I had to do, well, I had to do the walk of shame. Let's call it the walk of shame. So she walked with me. She said, come here. And she took me to the back of the queue where the other staff were letting people through. And she kind of said, like, you know, you're, 
really naughty. You're really bad, guys, for letting this guy through. He shouldn't come here. Like, you should check his ticket more carefully, all that kind of stuff. I thought that was a bit wrong, in my opinion, because, well, first of all, she seemed more worried about uh, disciplining, you know, punishing her staff than helping me get to the right place. So that was a bit annoying. But also she had to walk me back through the queue and everyone's looking at me. Everyone's judging me, I guess. And it was really embarrassing. I really hated that. moment. I, I feel like she dealt with that situation quite poorly, in my opinion. And then she told me I have to go to B44, just two gates away. I believe it was B44. So apparently I had got the wrong flight. I still wasn't quite sure how this happened but I'll tell you in a minute. So I just kind of walked over to the other flight. I, I never run in airports. I think I have some trauma from my childhood about being late where we would run through airports. I really hated it. So I kind of just walk like if I miss it, you know, whatever. But I walked there and I got to my correct gate, correct gate, and there was no one there. And I think this is what happened. So I'll explain the situation. I did go to the wrong gate. There's a few reasons for this. First of all, because I checked in so early, my gate was not yet finalised. It was not yet decided. So therefore, they didn't write the gate number on the boarding pass. So when I got my boarding pass, you know, it said the time, it said the flight code, the airplane code, whatever it's called, but it didn't say the gate. So I didn't know where to go. Of course, if I was smart and careful, I should have, I could have checked the big TV screen and double checked that I was in the right place. But the problem was, if you remember, when I checked the app, there was only one flight to Bangkok. So I think what happened was I just assumed that would be my flight. I later found out there were two flights to Bangkok leaving at the exact same time, both going from London to Bangkok. Like, what are the Why did they do that? What are the chances? To be fair, they were with different airlines, so maybe I should have noticed that, but I got complacent. If you get complacent, it's like you kind of get comfortable. You stop caring because you do something so many times. Maybe there's some danger or some risk, but because you have done it so much in the past, you don't really notice anymore. You kind of are more relaxed about it. So I was like, yeah, I'm sure it's fine. I've traveled many times before. It's fine. And I think if this flight hadn't been slightly delayed, maybe I could have got my original flight. But because that this one was delayed, I could not get it. Right. So yeah, basically I missed my flight and I, I just kind of sat down on the bench for a second, like, oh, what have I done? I felt really stupid. I can't believe I was one of these people who misses their flight. I'd never done it before, really. And I felt really dumb. I felt really stupid. And by this time, the airport was pretty empty. There wasn't much there. And I just couldn't help feel like, ah, oh, my correct plane is in the sky right now. And there's an empty seat that I should be on. Oh, and I, I, I just wanted to get home at this point. So it was very annoying. Uh, so yeah, basically I, I just, I 
tried to find out where to go and I found a member of staff. Very nice man, really liked him. I just told him the situation and he let me go back through kind of the back rooms to kind of go back through the airport more quickly. But I still had to go through like the immigration checks and when I got to the the police, the border force, the border security, I kind of explained embarrassingly with my head held low I missed my flight. I'm coming back through. And he was like, oh, I'm really sorry about that. And he kind of was sympathetic towards me. And I had to like, you know, queue up, walk all the way back through. And I just got out into the car park of the airport. And I just kind of thought, well, now what do I do? What do I do? So I, I but it's not that interesting now. I sat down. I First of all, booked a hotel for the night nearby. I tried to find a cheap hotel. It was actually quite nice in the end, so that was comfortable, had a good sleep. And before I went to the hotel, I also booked another flight for the next day. You you may think, oh, not the end of the world. And you're right, it's not a big deal. I did uh, solve the problem. I was able to just go back one day later. The time wasn't great, though. I had to kind of get up very early. But the main problem was that I spent so much money. I'm not going to tell you how much, but you can imagine booking a a next day flight to go 12 hours across the world. It's expensive. So that was the real kicker. The real kicker. That means a really painful part of the story. So it was a very expensive lesson. And hopefully I learned my lesson from that. So I think to summarize, I would say it is really my fault. I am not blaming the airport. I'm not blaming anyone. I got complacent. As I said, I should have checked more carefully. No matter how many times you fly, you should always double check you're at the right place, the right gate. Uh, You don't want to get complacent. However, I do put, you know, 10%, 20% of the blame on the Heathrow Airport app. I don't know what happened. I don't know if it was for some reason, me not understanding the app or if genuinely my flight didn't come up. I don't quite understand how it happened. I just kind of moved on. I I didn't want to dwell on it. If you dwell on something, that means you think, you know, in detail about something that happened in the past. I didn't want to dwell. I wanted to move on. But it is strange that my flight didn't come up. So hopefully you will agree that It was my fault, but hopefully you don't think I was stupid. Do you think that? Uh, I feel like it could have happened to anyone, but yes. So let's talk about the morals of this story. Hopefully that was interesting to hear. I'm not the best storyteller, perhaps, but the morals, the lessons, in other words. First of all, don't get complacent. So no matter how many times you do something, don't get too relaxed in What I mean by that is, again, always double check. Don't just think like you're too good at something to skip the basic steps to make sure you're doing the right, make sure you're doing it the right way. So don't get too complacent. That's one lesson. Another one is don't be afraid to ask for help. Uh, Don't feel like you have to do everything independently. This is a lesson that I should take. I think if I'm not sure, just ask someone. And then finally, I would say don't think that you're immune to things going wrong. So I think we ha- we often have this feeling that, oh, 
other people miss their flights. Other people have things go wrong. Not me, though. You know, I do things the right way. I do things perfectly. And this comes up for me when I would see or I'd hear about people missing their flights. So I'd see people missing the train or something like that. And I wouldn't say judge because that's a really strong word. But there's always part of me that thought, how could you miss your flight? How could you miss the train? Like, Just be a bit more prepared, be organized. It should be fine. So there is kind of some judgment in that, isn't it? I'm not like outwardly thinking they're stupid. I'm not going to go that far, of course. But there is some deep kind of hidden judgment within. And I hopefully you can relate to that. I hope I'm not alone there. But it's kind of also led me to think, well, lots of things can go wrong. And, you know, maybe you think I'm stupid now, but... I should be more careful. And if I see someone missing their flight, I think the best reaction is empathy, right? That's what, that's what I want to learn from this and not, not try to judge them in any way. So yeah, that's one moral perhaps. I, I'm also a little bit annoyed. I'm a bit salty. That's a good word. It's a kind of a slang word for being annoyed. I'm a bit salty that they didn't give any announcement. So if you remember, I was just like two gates away. It was like a 30 second walk from the correct place. And no one did any announcement. They didn't say, you know, Michael, please come to B44 for your flight. There was nothing. They just let me miss the flight. So yeah, that's a bit annoying as well. I I wish they would have called me, but I guess if I've already paid for the flight, they don't really care. I don't know. Anyway, do you want to hear one more horrible mistake? I think I'm going to give you one more mistake now and then give a nice conclusion, maybe to summarize everything. So this is really the the cherry on top. Cherry on top is a nice expression, which means usually it means the final thing to make a good event even better. You know, so imagine like a, a muffin or a cupcake. It's already really good. It's delicious. The cherry on top just makes it even better. It makes it perfect, right? So when you have a really nice situation going on, you can say, This bonus thing that happened is the cherry on top. I, however, am using it sarcastically. So I had a really horrible situation, a stupid mistake, and this is the cherry on top. One more mistake to make it really bad. So I'll be honest, the first week when I got back to Thailand was quite a rough week for me. I was feeling quite down. I felt really stupid and I was also feeling very poor financially poor as well. I'll tell you why now. So the day after I got home, uh, I was quite tired. I was feeling really jet lagged. If you're jet lagged, that means you're tired because of moving quickly from one time zone to another time zone. So I was a bit confused and tired, low energy, right? So the day after I arrived, I was, what was I doing? I think I was just kind of organizing my stuff, maybe putting my stuff back in the cupboard after I was unpacking. And I realized I had left my jacket on the plane. It's quite quite an expensive jacket. It's one of the most expensive things I own, actually, but I use it all the time and it's really good in cold weather. Uh, Not that I need it in Thailand, but yeah, I was a bit gutted. If you're gutted, it's like you're you know, disappointed, but really extremely disappointed. I was gutted. Um, 
when I realized I left my jacket on the plane, my heart sank. You know, you have that feeling in your chest where it just drops. I had that feeling like, oh no. And I think what happened is I was sitting in between two other British guys and they were talking together and I was talking with them. And I feel like I was pressured to get up quickly because uh, the guy on the window seat wanted to get up. So I kind of got up quickly so he could move out uh, and see his friend. So I kind of got up for him. And I think in that moment, I must have left my jacket on the floor uh, under the seat. And uh, yeah, I was really annoyed about that. So I don't like having problems. Is that strange? No, I think it's very normal to not like problems, but I'm not good at dealing with problems. I find the stress weighs on me over time. If something weighs on you, it's like a burden. It's really difficult for you to cope with or deal with. So all that stress is weighing on me and I I cannot think about anything else until the problem is solved. That's kind of how my mind works. So I decided, oh, well, this sucks. This is going to be a really expensive mistake, but I really like this jacket. I need it for future trips to cold countries. So I just went on the website and I quickly ordered the same jacket again, a new version of the jacket. I just wanted to solve it as quickly as I can. And if I buy a new one, then I can just move on. I can kind of move on from this stupid mistake. You know, in my mind, to explain a bit more, it's a bit like peeling off a plaster. You know, if you have a plaster, or in American English, it's called a band-aid, where you have a plaster on a cut, or maybe on your arm. And if you peel it slowly, it's really painful. The best way to get rid of a plaster is just quickly rip it off, right? And that was my mindset with this problem, that if I just kind of quickly deal with the problem, it will be much less painful uh, rather than dragging out that discomfort. So that was my idea. And okay, it was done, right? Wrong. I went to bed that night. And you know, when you go to sleep and you kind of I guess it gives your brain a chance to relax and think clearly about things. And I just kind of woke up in bed, like eyes open. And for some reason, I realized I had bought the wrong coat. (laughs) So because I was so fast and so hurried to buy a new one, I had bought the wrong one that just wasn't suitable. And I kind of went, oh no, but I went back to sleep and I was like, okay, let's have a look at this tomorrow. So... I woke up and I looked at my receipt and I confirmed that I did indeed buy the wrong coat. So, you know, one stupid mistake to another, I just made it so much worse. And I, well, what can I do? I just bought the correct one, right? I just went and bought the one that I wanted after all. And I thought maybe I can return the wrong one when it arrives. You know, I, I wasn't able to cancel the order at that point. So, Okay, again, very stupid mistake, but let's try to move on. And, you know, it's, it's all up from here, right? It, it, it only gets better from here. Uh, I then got an email about taxes. It was coming from America, which I didn't really think about. I had to pay a lot of money in import fees to get my package in Thailand. So that was also incredibly annoying and incredibly expensive. Okay. So I paid the taxes reluctantly. That means I didn't want to, but I did it anyway. I paid reluctantly. And 
couple of days later, I got both of my coats, both of my jackets. So I thought, well, okay, I've got my jackets here. That same day, I was cleaning. I wonder how many of you will guess where this is going. Mm. I was cleaning the flat. I wanted to feel, if I have a clean flat, I've got a clean mind, right? That was my idea. I cleaned and I went to clean behind the sofa. Guess what I found? Right? You you got it, right? I found my original jacket. The one that I thought I lost was just tucked away behind the sofa and I think it must have fallen out when I was unpacking my bag after I arrived home. And I found it really just after I paid the taxes on my coats. So right, that's it. I, I ended up with three coats and this whole problem could have been avoided if I simply, I don't know, thought about the problem more carefully or told someone. I just felt so stupid. There were so many mistakes that I made in that one week. Uh, I, I not only mistakenly lost my jacket, I also bought two jackets that I didn't need to and they were very expensive. So I, I'm not going to tell you the, the price. It's too embarrassing, but it was one of the most expensive weeks of my life, especially the most expensive mistakes I've ever made. And I just felt so stupid. I felt like an idiot. I had all these negative words going around my head uh, about these mistakes. So maybe you can let me know, have you made a mistake that stupid before? I would like to hear if you have, because I think it might make me feel a bit better about it. If I know I'm not the only one who makes silly mistakes like this, that would be nice to hear. Um, so I think the morals of this story, I've got some good morals. And I think this is the key to learning from mistakes, right? Whether it's with language learning or general life mistakes, always think about what you can learn from them. Because if, if you learn from it, is it really a mistake? Or is it, is it more of a lesson? I don't know. Uh, one big thing I need to work on is dealing with problems with a calm mind. As you can tell, I tend to panic. And when I panic, I don't think clearly. So a really good expression is to sleep on it. Sleep on it, right? So that just means to go to sleep before you deal with a problem. So when you have a problem in your life, you should sleep on it. Because when you wake up, you always think more clearly than you do after a full day of stress and work and decisions, right? So I think I should have said, okay, this is annoying, but I'm going to sleep on it and I'm going to think about it tomorrow morning with a fresh mind. That would have been a great thing to do, right? Another problem that I think I should learn from is, well, learning to live with a problem. So I wanted to solve it instantly and just move on. But I think there are some problems in life that cannot be fixed that quickly. They cannot be fixed that way. And we have to get comfortable living with a problem for some time. And there's going to be things in life that come up where I cannot fix them right away. So I think this is a really important thing to understand and to learn is just to kind of live with a problem and not, yeah, not deal with it right away. The final one, which I have definitely started doing already, is discuss problems with other people. 
the main problem with all of these things is I just didn't tell anyone. When I realized I left my coat on the plane, I felt quite ashamed. So I just bought it. I didn't tell anyone about the problem. But if I had told someone, they may have said, okay, let's think about this. Let's have a quick look. Let's double check everywhere that you haven't left it in the flat. You know, I think other people are really good at thinking clearly because they can see the problem from another point of view and they don't have the same emotional difficulties that you do in a situation. So always tell your problems to other people and they may give you really good advice. They may give you really good ideas. There's an expression in English which is two minds are better than one. Totally true. So whenever I have a problem, especially when there are there's a lot of money on the line, I'm going to tell someone else about it. I think that's going to be a good lesson for me, a good resolution for the beginning of this year. So yeah, that's a good expression, by the way. When something is on the line, that means something is at risk, at risk of being lost. If you're gambling some money, you're going to put £100 and you're going to bet on this thing. That means £100 is on the line. So on the line means at risk of being lost. But okay, well, there were my two stories. Let me know what you think. Let me know which one you think was the silliest mistake. And let me know if you have a mistake that you think beats them. You can always join in the conversation at levelupenglish.school slash podcast 258. That is this episode. Leave a comment at the bottom of the page. So I think a good conclusion for this is have a learning mindset. If you have a learning mindset, that means you're the way you think about things is that everything is a lesson. Again, if it's a real general life mistake or a language learning mistake, if you have a learning mindset, each one of these is a lesson and a chance to improve. So that's what I'm taking from this. I just paid a lot of money for this expensive lesson. That's my positive spin on this situation. And if you have a learning mindset, you will always bounce back from mistakes. Is a good phrasal verb now. If you bounce back from a mistake, that means you maybe you know you get knocked over, you fall over, and you get back on your feet. You get back to a healthy and normal state of mind. To bounce back, come back strong. Okay, so have a learning mindset to bounce back from mistakes. Okay. I think I'm going to stop my mistake talk there. Uh, let me know what you think. Again, let's talk about some reviews now. So I actually haven't got any new Apple podcast reviews. So if you want to leave a review on Apple podcasts, now is a great time because I will read it. And it's a great way to support the show and help me you know, grow and keep going. You don't need to listen on Apple Podcasts to leave a review. You can just go there and leave it anyway, and I will really appreciate it. But for now, I could read a few comments from Spotify. So I've got a few comments there recently. I've got one just recently from Karen Char, who said, I appreciate your effort. It's my favorite podcast. I'm listening from Ecuador. So that's very nice. Thank you very much. Let's have a look at some recent episodes from episode 
255. I have one from Luis, maybe Luis or Louis, Luis Fernando. Uh, let's keep it that. I'll keep him a bit anonymous. Luis Fernando. <laughs> and they said, always thank you to the best host and English teacher from Mexico City. Gracias. The best English podcast ever. Well, thank you very much. That's really nice, Luis. Thank you. Uh, let's do one more from Alberto on that same episode. He said, top podcast. I love to hear this podcast before I go to bed. Thank you, Alberto. I do hope my voice makes you sleepy. I hear a lot of people say that. So hopefully it's a nice sleepy podcast to listen to. Yeah, thank you once again to any support, comments, reviews you can give me on any podcast app. It's always nice to hear. Now, let's end with a quote, a really, really appropriate quote from Tony Robbins, who says, no matter how many mistakes you make or how slow you progress, you are still way ahead of everyone who isn't trying. That is really inspiring, isn't it? Whenever you make a mistake in your English, for example, just think, well, think about all these people who just don't even try. They're not even learning English. You're way ahead of them, right? So use that to give you some confident boost, I think. Anyway, well, thank you for listening. Hope you enjoyed my misery <laughs> and I'll see you in the next one. Thanks, everyone. Bye-bye. You have been listening to the Level Up English podcast. If you would like to leave a question to be answered on a future episode, then please go to levelupenglish.school forward slash podcast. That's levelupenglish.school slash podcast. And I'll answer your question on a future episode. Thanks for listening.